You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome. Hour number two today uh, for uh, On Point with Victor. This is the America's Web Radio. Thanks so much for listening, folks. You guys are great. Uh, listen, let me say this again. If you're out there and you you need a, a good deal on advertising, you need to get your message out, uh, whether it's in the state of Georgia or maybe you want to reach some people outside of Georgia, uh, email us at gm at americaswebradio.com, gm at americaswebradio.com. Uh, we are uh, taking advertisers and sponsors um, on a daily basis, folks. So uh, make your call now or, or better yet, like I said, email us, gmail at americaswebradio.com uh, or victor at americaswebradio.com. So folks, I am Victor Armendariz, and this is the second hour of the On Point with Victor show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, look, folks, if you want to find me, you can follow me on uh, Facebook. Uh, just uh, spell my name right, Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R, Armendariz, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. Uh, that's Z as in zebra. Uh, find me on Facebook. Follow me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm there at Radio Victor, Radio Victor. And that's about it, folks. I can't stand social media. I'm just going to be honest with you. Can't stand it. Uh, if I could avoid it, I would. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because I do this show, I like to be in touch with the, as many people as I can. So I do it through Facebook and I do it through Instagram. So Radio Victor on Instagram, Victor Armandera is on Facebook. Other than that, I, I I just you know I I don't play in the Twitter world. I'm on there, but I don't play there, um, and I don't do any of the other other ones either. So um, yeah, I just don't have time for it, folks. Nor do I have the desire. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? You might want to do yourself a favor and maybe back away from so much social media. It probably do you uh, do you some good, and and hell, you might save your eyes. Um, you know, get outside. You won't have to worry about the coronavirus so much if you get more sunlight. Uh, folks, you know, in the last hour, I, I talked about a little bit about how we've got to stand up and take our power back. You know, one of the things that we need to start doing is uh, taking off the mask, folks. Listen, these masks are not a symbol for pandemic. They're a symbol for oppression. They're, they're, and I, I know I'm going to get pushback, for, especially you Democrats. Look. If you want to wear the mask, if you're in a close pa- uh, close pace and it makes you feel better, then do it. It's your choice. It should be your choice. But I'm talking directly to companies out there. You need to drop this mask mess. Uh, over half the country is vaccinated, and under no circumstances should you be wearing a mask while vaccinated. Folks, there are people who are having problems breathing outside because they're wearing the mask. Massachusetts, Michigan, and some of these other ridiculous Democrat-run states are forcing their citizens who go to the park by themselves to wear a mask. Folks, I told you last year... If you wear a mask, you're restricting your oxygen in- intake. If you're elderly and you're restricting your oxygen in- intake and you're trying to walk because you want to be healthy, uh, you're putting yourself in danger. Uh, and then if you're putting a child, children should have never been in mask. Folks, science, <laughs> you know how they say science, follow the science. Science is on my side, has always been on my side. If you go look, I, I don't, you may not even find it now because the, the, the whenever, the CDC gets it right. 
the Democrats come along and make them change their narrative. They make them change the CDC website. And honestly, I don't care if the CDC gets it right or not. We did not elect the CDC to make law. They are not elected officials. And this is what I mean, folks. We've got to get back to what we are. We are a representative government. We are free people. We are founded in liberty and freedom. And we cannot uh, advocate. advocate. (laughs) Oh, I might need some help, Legendary Dave. Um, Advocate. Advocate, yes. We can't do that. We can't give our power up and just let these politicians run rampant because they don't have the authority to do it. We have this thing called a constitution. We have this thing called a republic form of government. And if we continue to give up this power, then we are going to be subjects. And that mask, folks, look, we have known throughout history, the mask, first of all, don't even really do what you're being told they do. And if if they did... Then the, then the politicians and the doctors and the what, hospital, whatever, the media would be telling you to wear a proper mask. But they don't do that, do they, folks? The, the, the restaurant you visit, the Delta flights you get on, or the spirit flight where they're forcing two-year-old kids to put on a mask, they, they're not telling you to put on a N95 or a proper medical mask. They just want your face covered. Why is that, folks? It is time to ask the question. They know darn well, and the CDC knows darn well, that a cloth mask does nothing. A gator mask does nothing. None of them are going to stop a virus, let alone a nanovirus. Uh, the N95 mask won't even stop a nanovirus. Not not completely. So if you if you doubt me out there on what I'm telling you, then look at the obvious examples. If mask wearing were really that important and were really effective, then the Costco's, the Walmarts, the Sam's, the Deltas, the, the politicians, all of them would be telling you, we've got to wear N95 mask or, or a proper medical mask. But they don't do that, folks. They've never done it throughout this whole pandemic. They just wanted you to cover your face. And you know why? You know why? Because this numbskull douchebag mayor in L.A. who said, boy, let me see how much power I can seize from the people here in L.A. And he said, you will be in a mask. And they did it. And then the Democrats across the nation, they put their people in masks, their states in masks. And thank God for people like uh, Ron DeSantis and, uh, and Kemp in Georgia and uh, Abbott in Texas because they, after they figured it out, they dropped any mask mandates in their states. In fact, in Georgia, we technically didn't have a mask mandate. Uh, but unfortunately, Kemp ran around telling people to get in a mask because he bought into all the BS on that on that side. Uh, but again, look, maybe there was a time last year where the masks were making people feel better. Maybe it, maybe it did a few. Maybe it slowed transmission in in how in in, in closed areas. Maybe it did. Maybe maybe so. You know what? Fine, fine. But we're at the point now where over half the country is vaccinated. And if you are vaccinated, you should be back to living normal. Everyone should be back to living normal. And whether you're vaccinated or not, because enough of the population is getting vaccinated to where we have herd immunity. And the masks need to come off. And you were told last year, folks, you were told if we could just get a vaccine, we could go back to normal. And the reason why Fauci and the Democrats were saying that is because they never dreamed that we would get 
Not one, not two, not three, or I mean, <laughs> but three vaccines, three workable vaccines. I don't count AstraZeneca because that hasn't been approved in this country, and it hasn't been approved for a reason. But J&J is fine. Pfizer is fine. Uh, Moderna is fine. These are good vaccines. And the Democrats didn't believe we would get them. That's why they were telling you if we just got the vaccine, we could go back to normal. Because, folks, listen, go back and look at what the Democrats were telling you all of last year. If we get the vaccine, we could be free. Oh, but we won't get a vaccine. It's not possible. Trump's an idiot. That's what the Democrats were telling you. And then when Trump, being a businessman, President Trump being a CEO, President Trump was probably the only guy who could have made it happen, and he did make it happen. And we got three vaccines. So then what did the Democrats do? They shift their messaging. They said, well, we don't trust Trump, so we don't trust the vaccine. As if Donald J. Trump was in the labs telling these scientists and these doctors and these clinicians, well, you got to do this to the virus. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, I'm sorry, to the vaccine. You got to make it this way, as if he – what Donald Trump did was he, he was – basically a perfect ceo he delegated and he told people government you get the red tape out of the way you get me emergency powers and he used those emergency powers to remove the red tape so that the uh, pfizer and moderna and j and j could get to work and fast line and come up with a vaccine and then luckily luckily there were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who participated in the vaccine studies because, folks, what slows down vaccine making are the trials. Once there is a vaccine, they have, there have to be a number, certain number of people to try it before it can be released and approved or approved and released. And because there was such fear on the COVID-19, thousands and thousands and thousands of people volunteered, and they all participated in the J&J study trials. They participated in the Moderna trials, and they participated in the Pfizer trials. That's why that vaccine was able to get out when it did. And then what happened? Oh, the Democrats changed their message. Oh, we can't trust it. We can't trust it. it it's Trump. But then when Biden got elected and Democrats took power, then they switched again. Oh, you got to take the vaccine. You got to, got to, got to, got to take it. And then when people did take it, <clears throat> and folks, all the data on the ground is showing unbelievable effectiveness from the vaccine, folks. If you've been vaccinated, you're not going to catch this virus. And if you do, if you're in the small 5% that catch it, it's going to be a small case. You're 100% guarded against a, a rough case of, of, of the corona. And the data showing that as a vaccinated person, you aren't carrying this disease and you're not transmitting it. That was from the CDC. For you sycophants out there who want to, who want to, oh, uh, the CDC has to tell me first. Well, the CDC said until they were told by the Biden and the White House and the Democrat administration when they were told, oh, you got to walk that back. So now they got to change that message. And now the Democrats are wondering, why are people not getting vaccinated anymore? Why are so many people not getting their second shot? Well, let me tell you something, you morons, and I'm speaking to the politicians and mostly the Democrats. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell the American people, get vaccinated so you can go back to normal, and then tell them, well, oh, just because you got vaccinated, oh, no, there's no normalcy. You put your mask on. In fact, you put on two and three masks. You see the messaging, folks? The messaging coming from this White House, this administration, these Democrat Marxist socialist 
representatives, the messaging they're giving you is conflicted. They want you to get vaccinated because they want you to do what you're told. And they won't let you go back to normal because they want you to do as you're told. You put on your mask, two of them, and you sit down and you shut up and you obey. Because the Democrats fear losing the power that you, the American citizen, gave them. So, folks, it's all out there for you to see. So what we have to do as a citizen is remind the politician, we control the ballot box. We control how long you are in that representative seat. And it's going to be time to throw all of them out. I don't care if you are married to the letter D. You're going to have to divorce it. Even if just for one term, you're going to have to send an independent, a Republican, or a Libertarian. You've got to send them to, to, to the Office of Representation. You're going to have to remove the Democrat. If, 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 a, if you're in a state with a mayor like that douchebag in California or a mayor like that numbskull in Illinois, uh, Chicago, or, or uh, a governor like the one in Michigan, like the governor like the one in New York, if you're, exper- if you're under this tyrannical Democrat control, you have the power to throw them out, and only you have the power to throw them out. And it's about darn time you do it. All right, folks, we got to take a break. We will be right back. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hey, we're back, folks. I am Victor Armanders. Ooh, I lost the R there. I'm going to have to get David to do the R's for me. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back. Bienvenidos a mi show aquí on point con Victor. Um, all right, folks, listen. Um, just to finish up that last segment, if you want people to get vaccinated, and I'm speaking again to the politician, then stop telling them they can't go back to normal. If you want a, a, a big number of, of Americans who haven't been vaccinated yet, if you want them to get vaccinated, then come out, Fauci and Democrats, and tell the American people, yes, you can go back to normal. Yes, restaurant owner, you can have a thriving business again with no restrictions. Uh, just go out and get vaccinated. And you know what? And, and yes, you can take off the mask. And you know what? I think thousands and thousands of people would go get vaccinated. 
But if you keep telling the American people that they can't have their freedoms back and they're going to have to, to have this mask on and put their health in jeopardy because of wearing a mask, folks, the masks are going to cause problems that we haven't seen yet. Uh, maybe we've seen them in some place. They won't report it. Uh, and, and if you're putting your child in a mask, somebody ought to report you to child services because you're abusing your child. I'm sorry, but you are. And the science is on my side. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, so stop telling the American people they can't go back to normal and they'll get vaccinated. But if you tell them that you can't go back to normal, why would we get vaccinated? It's simple, folks. It's logical and it's commonsensical, uh, something that the politicians apparently have no clue about, especially the academic. Um, but anyway, folks, okay, I want to move on. I, I wanted to hit some topics here on the topic rundown, the On Point with Victor topic rundown. Uh, did you guys hear <laughs> – well, first of all, let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, those of you who are listening right now, I know it's a two- to three-hour. Uh, normally, you would hear Locked and Loaded with Roger B. Uh, but Roger B. is uh, getting in some very much R&R time. Uh, down, I'm not going to tell you where he is. But uh, but I will tell you this. this a, a, producer Brett uh, brought up a great point today. He asked me, he goes, how do all you Mexicans have this money to buy extra houses? <laughs> so, and I strictly said, because we're smart. We If somebody offers us a stimulus package, we're going to take it. Uh, and if I have to say I'm illegal to get more money, then I'm going to do it. I'm no fool. If Biden wants to print money and just hand it out willy-nilly, if Biden wants to make it rain to the illegal population, then by golly, I'm going to be illegal. <laughs> so, all right. All right, folks. Look, I, 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 there's some truth to this. But, um, but what producer Brett was talking about was I've got a friend of mine, good, good, good friend of mine. Look, folks, I am very blessed with an awesome group of friends, an awesome group of friends. And, and I, I haven't talked about this in a long time, folks. Let me tell you something. There are two things that are so, so valuable as you go through life, family and friends family and friendships and folks let me tell you something i tell you all the time life is hard enough if you ostracize your family you're doing yourself a disservice please 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 respect your family and stay close folks stay close um, uh, families you can't replace and friendship is right there with families um Get a good core of friendship. Don't let politics or religion or or anything else come between a good friendship, folks. Build a friendship out of of, of commonalities and, and and out of helping one another, not out of opinions. Um, so I am blessed with an amazing group of friends. Uh, most of my group of friends I have known since I was a. Uh, my goodness, 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, and, and, and then we've added a few, uh, as, as a friend of mine pointed out one time, uh, we hand out membership cards every now and then and we let some new members in. <laughs> so that is an ode to my good friend Bruce, who, who passed away way too early, way too early. Uh, Bruce, we still love you, man. Um, but folks, I'll tell you a quick story. My group of friends is so close. That, that we, 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 we would go out all the, you know, we'd get, yeah, get together all the time. We'd have bike nights, we'd have dinner nights, uh, movie nights and all of that stuff. And, and one, one time, um, 
every now and then a member of the group, this close group of friends, would bring somebody from the outside in. <laughs> and one time, a friend of mine, Bruce, he uh, somebody brought uh, somebody somebody else in, and that person went to the bathroom. And Bruce looked at the group, and without missing a beat, looks at everybody. And he goes, "Who the hell gave them a membership card?" <laughs> so, so you see, folks. Have a good close thing of friendships. It, it, it's friends are, are are everything. Friends are everything. So um, now I forgot where I was going with that, <laughs> but uh, but it, it is so important, so important. So anyway, um, I know where I was going with this. So uh, a good friend of mine, one of this good from our friend group, uh, happens to be of Mexican descent also, and he happens to own a second home in uh, in in, uh, in Florida. And so Roger B. went to go spend some time down there in this home. And so producer Brett pointed out, how do all you Mexicans get this money for these extra homes? So, uh, I'm sorry, folks. That made me laugh. And if you can't laugh at that, then, uh, well, you know what? You, you need to uh, – you just got to let your anger go. You, you've, you, I, I am of Mexican descent, and that made me – I almost fell out of my chair laughing at that. Uh, so, folks, you've got to be able to laugh at yourself, and you've got to, you cannot be offended by everything, folks. You can't because you're going to make your life that much harder. So, anyway, so that is why you're not hearing Roger B. right now, and you're hearing more of the On Point with Victor show. But I do have a gun story. Uh, in honor of Roger B. and the Locked and Loaded show, I have a gun story. So, the Supreme Court has agreed to to take. A gun case. Uh, folks, it has been a long time since the uh, Supreme Court has visited a gun case that, that, that involves concealed weapon carry. Um, this is, this is, this is a, a, an awesome case. I'm so glad that the court took it. Now the matter is going to be, will the court, uh, judge on the basis of the Constitution or will they judge on the basis of wokeism? Now, I, I know how some of them are going to vote, I think. You know, some of them are, you know, Kavanaugh, um, Gorsuch, uh, Barrett, um, Thomas, um, Alito. Those are constitutional judges, and I feel confident they're going to vote in honor of the Second Amendment. Um, John Roberts, man, I don't know. That dude is, is might as well have been appointed by Obama. Uh, so I don't know which way he's going to go. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with the left again. This man is is got some problems, but but whatever. I, I think the other five will definitely rule uh, for the Second Amendment. Um, but this is a gun case that's before the Supreme Court. They're going to hear it, and it involves concealed weapons carry. There is a case in New York where the government of New York has told a citizen, you cannot protect yourself. You cannot obtain a carry permit. You have to prove. Listen to this, folks. Listen to this. Put this in perspective. The government of New York State is telling the citizen, the American citizen, that screw the Second Amendment. You don't have a Second Amendment right to own a gun. You must prove to the all-powerful government in New York why you need to carry a gun. Folks, we have a Second Amendment that allows you to carry a gun, should allow you to carry a gun, no matter what any state government or federal government person tells you. I don't care what the Democrat says. I don't care how many people go to their cry closet. I don't care how many people have to go to a safe space. You have a God-given right in the Second Amendment to protect yourself, and part of that means you have the right to bear arms. It is very 
clear and explicitly written out. One of the most concise and shortest amendments in the Bill of Rights happens to be number two. And it happens to be the reason we have number one. Uh, but it is there. It is there. It is in the Bill of Rights, folks. This is not uh, uh, something that we, we want to have. It's, it's not an implied right like health care is a right or driving is a right. Voting is a right. Folks, <laughs> let me go ahead. I'm on a roll. Let me go ahead and send all the Democrats that are listening to me right now to their safe space and their cry closet. We don't have a right to vote. There is no constitutional right in the federal constitution that gives you the right to vote. You have the privilege to vote. You have the duty to vote. But you do not have a constitutional right to vote. You have a right not to be discriminated against. But you do not have a constitutional right to vote. What you do have is a constitutional right to protect yourself by bearing arms. That is 100% a constitutional right. But the state of New York, the state of New York and others like Illinois and, and, and Connecticut and some others, they think that they have the power, the politician in New York thinks they have the power to tell the citizen, the American citizen, you must prove to us why you need a gun. Folks, that is ridiculous. That's like them saying, you must prove to us why you have a right to free speech. That's basically what these these government officials are saying. They're telling the American citizen that they must have a proof and, and show proof why they need a gun. Then I guess that you need proof why you need the First Amendment. You need proof while why not to be unlawfully searched or seized. I mean, folks, this is what I'm talking about. The first hour I talked about giving the government too much power. Well, so the Democrats have this, they think, implied power in New York. But now the Supreme Court has agreed to hear this case. So this person, this citizen in New York who's being told by the New York government that they must prove a reason why they should have a gun, they he filed a lawsuit saying, I don't need to give you a reason. I have the Second Amendment. And so now the court, the Supreme Court, is going to hear this case. And, folks, this is going to be great because this hopefully, hopefully – the Supreme Court will do the right thing, and they're going to rule on the side of the Second Amendment. They're going to rule on the side of the American citizen, and they're going to put government back in its place. Now, this I, – I think I'm right in, in feeling that this court case is going to go the way of the Second Amendment, the way of the Constitution, because the liberals, the Democrats, the Marxist socialist Democrats are losing their ever-loving ever minds right now at the fact that the Supreme Court took the case. They're not even upset yet of how the how it's going to rule because we don't know how they're going to rule. They're upset because the court took the case. What does that tell you about the Democrat politician? Folks, the Supreme Court is there to adjudicate. They're there as the third branch of our government, our system of government. They're there as the third branch so that the other two branches don't exceed their power. And you've got Democrat politicians who are mad because the third branch is accepting the case. And they're saying, we are the third branch. We are the branch that adjudicates. We are the branch that keeps the other two in check. And the Democrats are mad. 
folks, any Democrat that tells you that they're mad at the at, at the, the court taking the case should be thrown out of office. They should be thrown out of office anyway, but that's another reason to throw them out of office. So that's the gun update for today. Uh, there, the, the, this case before the Supreme Court on concealed weapons carry. Okay, folks, got to take another break. I know it's going by fast. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army with training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering. An Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And we're back, folks. We are back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderas. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on to the to, to some more topics. Um, but it is interesting that the that there that the Supreme Court is going to hear the gun case. So that that's I think it's great news because if they they rule in favor of the Second Amendment, that will hopefully start a wave. And and while I'm on the gun news. Um, let me speak directly to the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia, you guys, your your legislature in the state of Georgia needs to get to work on dropping the concealed weapons requirement, uh, permit requirement. Um, we should have open carry. I think we do, but we should have carry and concealment without a p- needing to be permitted in Georgia. Um, you want to attract conservative voters to Georgia? Then get off your derriere's legislators and start doing some conservative freedom and liberty legislation. And you can start by uh, dropping the permit requirement to conceal and carry. We should have concealed carry with no permit in Georgia. That's what we need them to do. And then the second thing the state of Georgia needs to do, if you want to attract uh, conservative voters and, 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 and keep Georgia red, then you've got to start doing more conservative legislation so the next thing you should do is drop the georgia income tax uh, i've got numbers i'm going to get to in a minute on the census what what's coming out of the last census and states that lost seats and states that gained seats and the state of texas gained some seats uh, florida gained a seat um big reasons folks conservatives are moving to those states because they have no income tax and they have very good second amendment laws so I'm just telling you, state of Georgia, you got a big fight coming up. And if you want to get conservative voters here, then you better start legislating conservatively. 
and that means the establishment Republicans have got to we got to kick them out anyway. But but they need to let go of this ridiculous old school establishment power. It is time to get rid of the income tax in Georgia, and it is time to get rid of the permit required to carry and conceal. So, all right, that's my local Georgia news <laughs> or request. Um, Okay, uh, the next thing I want to get to here on the topic rundown is, have you guys heard, I, 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 I did you guys hear with this moron LeBron James? I, I didn't even know who LeBron James was until somebody uh, not too long ago pointed out because I just, I, I'm just not an NBA fan. Um, look folks, I'm all of five foot three. I have no business playing basketball. So therefore I don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> no, really. Um, no, I'm just not a, not a fan. Um, and plus they jumped into this whole political realm and, and, uh, my goodness, their ratings have been in the toilet and, uh, and it's probably going to remain in the toilet until they figure it out. But did you hear what this fool, this ignorant, oh gosh, I'm going to be nice, but this, this fool LeBron James did? I mean, look, folks, I'm not kidding. The, the last season NBA finals, the ratings were the lowest in history. Um, there's a reason that even even the the diehard basketball fan is turning off the NBA, uh, and then you've got LeBron James, who came out uh, last week and threatened a cop. He didn't know this cop. He didn't know all the facts of the case, but he came out and tweeted, "You're next." Folks, that is a threat on a police officer, and this idiot LeBron James did it without even thinking twice he has since deleted it but it doesn't matter it's out there for everyone to see uh, plenty of people took a screen screenshot of it he can't erase it and make it go away we all know what he said um i i i mean imagine if president trump or somebody in president trump's realm or or a supporter of president trump that that's a celebrity uh, if, if, if they had to come out and said something like that, you're next. If they had to said it to a Democrat or, or even to an officer, suddenly, you know, uh, if, if it had been the other way around, the Democrats would suddenly love police officers and, and, and because they would go after whoever said anything like, like what LeBron James said. Uh, but yet nothing will happen to LeBron, folks. The only thing that's going to happen is more people are going to turn off the NBA. More people are going to stop watching. And, and folks, if you've got LeBron merchandise, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Don't buy anymore. Uh, don't, and that goes for the, that goes for the MLS too. You guys know I'm a diehard soccer fan. I am sick and tired of the MLS. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm sick and tired of the MLS. Uh, if, if, if you don't get out of politics, you're just going to continue to lose, uh, you're going to lose support. And, and the reason you've lost support is because you won't get out of politics. Uh, but that's what's happened in the NBA. And LeBron James, I, I don't know what this guy's thinking to go out and, and, and uh, threaten a cop just because he's a police officer. Folks, I, I mean, we got to start pushing back. And, and you want to know what pushing back looks like? Oh, my goodness, folks. If you haven't seen <clears throat> the police officer videos that are, that are hitting YouTube – and you got to go see him before YouTube bans him, or, or go do a duck duck go search and, and just put in a search uh, police officer uh, trolls LeBron James or police officer makes fun of LeBron. Folks, you got to go see some of these videos. Um, one of them, and this is what pushing back looks like. This is what I mean. You, you got to have companies like I mentioned in the first hour that are pushing back, uh, but the police officers they got to push back. And and you've got police officers now making videos. 
it is hilarious. I'll give you a summation. You got a police officer in the video. He's he's in his squad car and he's he gets the radio and he and he goes uh you know he goes hey base uh, could you could you patch me into LeBron James? I'm I'm going to need LeBron James to give me a call please. Uh, and then the next thing, his phone rings. He picks up his cell phone and he goes, but, well, before he picks up the phone, he looks out the window and goes, uh, sir, sir, please drop the knife. Drop, no, no, drop, no, oh, sir, please stop stabbing that person. Stop stabbing the person. Then the phone rings and the officer picks up. Oh, LeBron, man, I'm glad you called me. I got a situation here. I got a, I got a man that's stabbing another person. Uh, what, what do you want me to do? And LeBron, and then, and then you hear the officer go, well, well, what, what, what difference does it make what color they are? And then another pause, and the officer goes, well, I don't think it makes a difference, LeBron, but they're both black. The, the guy with the knife is black, and he's stabbing a black person. So what do you want me to do, LeBron? Uh, well, well, LeBron, that doesn't make any sense. I, LeBron, I can't just let him go. That doesn't make any sense, LeBron. The victim's going to die. Uh, LeBron, well, oh, oh, okay, LeBron, okay. Well, you're a really good basketball player, so I guess you know. And then he hangs up the phone. And, folks, I mean, it is hilarious. And and that's what we need. We need these police officers to keep making these videos and show the idiocy that's coming out of people like LeBron James. Um, LeBron James and the Democrats will tell you that they're basically telling you we don't care if the victim is black because not all black lives matter. Only the life matters if the police officer, if a white police officer kills a black person, then that life matters. But not the victim that the perp was trying to kill. Because, folks, in this case that's going on now where the police officer shot this girl who was about to stab, and and this was a sizable knife, folks, and she was going after this victim. Her victim, she would have killed another black girl. So the officer did what he's trained to do. He's trained to serve and protect. He is trained to take the threat out and save the person who was about to be killed, and that's what he did. Uh, but you know, not according to LeBron. According to LeBron, hey, you got you got to you got to let that victim die because you're white and you can't be a police officer. I, I mean, folks, it's ridiculous. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff that's out there that is just. Um, it's unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable, but but this is this is what we're seeing. But uh, thank goodness, this is this is what pushback looks like, and this is what we need more of. We need more people to get out there, uh, make fun of LeBron James. Don't be afraid to do it. Call call him out. <clears throat> Turn off the NBA if you want to. Let them feel the pain. You know, I'm not uh, a fan of, of of boycotts. I really I'm really not. I, too many innocent people get caught up in boycotts and they get hurt. Um, Maybe, and what I suggest, maybe we do boycotts. We do a boycott. Let's go out and support the companies that are pushing back. Let's go support the companies that aren't giving in to the wokes. Let's support the companies that stand up to the wokes. Um, maybe, maybe that's a, you know, we can do. We can exercise. Now, I'm not telling you not to, not to use your dollars. I, I, there are certain things that I don't do companies that I won't visit because I vote with my dollars. Um, I just don't call for boycotts. I'm just not, I, I don't usually don't do that. Uh, but I will call for boycotts. So if you find a company that's pushing back, if you find a company that, that's standing up to the wokes, then, then by golly, you go out of your way to spend money there. Um, you know, go help them out. So, um, I, you know, look, folks, you had Kaepernick, you know, Kaepernick last year when he started the kneeling crap. Thirty-four percent of the fans said they were less likely to follow the NBA, uh, the uh, NFL, all because the NFL allowed a a whiny elitist 
Capperdouche. They let him have his temper tantrum. Instead of nipping it in the bud and stopping it, they let him do it. And so the NFL lost millions, and they lost viewers. I, I mean, it's amazing to me that these so-called men of industry and women of industry who know darn well they're going to lose money are, are willing to lose it because they're afraid of the wokes. I, I mean, it's crazy, folks, but it's got to change, and maybe it is starting to change. Uh, let's hope. Um, so there was also this thing called the Oscars last night. Um, now – Look, it was the Oscars. And nobody cares. Uh, look, folks, I could care less about the Oscars. I don't even want to talk about it. So the only thing I'm going to say about the Oscars is uh, it was another record low in viewership last night for the Oscars, uh, or the, whenever the Oscars, whenever it was view, uh, aired. Um, viewership absolutely tanked. Less than 10 million people watched the Oscars. Um, and, in fact... There was an interview done by one of the producers, and by you know he was under anonymity. He didn't. He doesn't have the guts to come out and, and be known uh, for saying this, but he did say this in an interview. He said they can watch real time and and they do their data assessments. Uh, whenever a celebrity douchebag came up and started talking politics, off went the viewership. The viewership just plummeted, plummeted, plummeted. Uh, so. I don't know when Hollywood's going to wake up and figure it out, but I guess if we keep uh, if we keep not watching, eventually they're going to get the message. They're going to get the message. We don't care what a celebrity's view or opinion is on politics. I watch movies. I love movies, folks. If you know me well, then you know I love movies. I'm a member of the AMC A-list, dub A-list, whatever they call it. Uh, I get three movies a week for 20 bucks a month, and I love it. But it, it kills me sometimes to go to these movies because of these celebrities. I don't care what you think and what your opinion is on politics. I go to a movie to be entertained. I want to be taken out of reality, and I want to be entertained by the pretend world that is the movies. I don't need your elitist, overpaid celebrity butt telling me what I should think politically. And I don't need you. I damn sure don't need you to tell me not to drive a car and not to fly in an airplane uh, or, or to protect myself with a gun. So that's it. That's all I'm saying about Hollywood. That's all I'm saying about the Oscars. So. <laughs> um, you know, I do have this to say. Um, there, There's a Gosh, I don't know. I should have all the facts right now, and I don't because I, I just caught the tail end of this story uh, somewhere in Georgia. Um, some lady is all up. Her panties are in a wad because somebody told her, um, don't tell me that Black Lives Matter if you're not willing to do something about the crime in Chicago. And, folks, there's – again, I don't know the – got to look into the case and find the particulars, but, but – that message I have told I have asked people myself I've done it on this radio show uh, don't tell me to support a Marxist organization that is BLM if you're not out in Chicago trying to stop the black kids and black victims that are being killed every weekend in Chicago and when we come back from this break I'll give you a couple of numbers about Chicago deaths so don't go anywhere we'll be right back this is America's Web Radio in 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. 
people all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. We are back. Um, all right, look, in Chicago last weekend, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, folks, and I don't mean to laugh. I, I, I mean, I'm just astounded, and I want you to think about what you're being told about BLM and what you're being told and you should hate officers, and you're being told that BLM is some group that cares about people. Folks, BLM is a Marxist group. I've told you before. You could look it up for yourself and read they are a Marxist. The founder of BLM is on video telling you she's a Marxist. Um, in fact, the founder of BLM has went out and bought not one, not two, I don't know, maybe three uh, multi-million dollar homes. You corporations out there who are giving money to this Marxist organization and you uh, Democrat sycophant person out there who sent money to BLM, well, uh, good for you because you just made the leader of BLM, the Miss Little Marxist herself, uh, so rich that she's taken your money and she went and bought not one, not two, but a few million-dollar homes. Are you proud of yourselves? Are you proud of yourselves for sending them so much money? Uh, have they saved one life? Have they helped one person? No. Uh, are they in Chicago? Uh, stopping black on black crime? No, no, no. Of course not. She's too busy leaving Chicago to go find the whitest neighborhood she can find to fi- to buy her million dollar home. That is the founder of BLM, folks. Found a white neighborhood to buy her million dollar homes, uh, folks. I'm not making it up. You can look it up. You can look it up. Uh, so this past week in Chicago, folks, 24 people shot. 24 people shot, three dead. These are black folks in Chicago. Three dead, 24 shot. Uh, I mean, my goodness, to be honest with you folks, this, this, this was a slow weekend for Chicago. Uh, normally, uh, you're getting close to 100, if not over 100 shootings uh, and double-digit deaths in Chicago every weekend, folks. Every weekend. This crime and this innocent black lives are lost, but you haven't heard one thing about it on CNN or MSNBC or NBC or ABC or CBS or PBS or NPR. Not one time are you hearing about the violence and the deaths and the crime going on in Chicago. Where is the call to disarm the criminals in Chicago? I hear day after day a call from the Democrats to disarm me, the law-abiding citizen. 
but not once do I hear them say to disarm the criminal, the active criminal that's in Chicago. 24 people shot just over this past weekend, folks, and that's low for Chicago standards. Uh, now let's look at uh, the Dems uh, in, in New York City. Uh, they control that city. New York, New York is controlled by Democrats, folks. 26 wounded this past weekend in a dozen shootings. Actually, just over a dozen shootings in New York. 26 wounded. Where is the demand to disarm the criminal? Where is the demand to take the firearms away from criminals and prosecute the criminals? All I hear, folks, is to disarm the law-abiding citizen. I hear nothing about disarming the criminal. In fact, New York lets criminals go. New York has some no-bail rule where you can't set a bail for a criminal to have to get that money. Oh, no. Don't have that anymore. You just let the criminals go. That's what New York's doing. Going after the law-abiding citizen, telling the law-abiding citizen you have to prove to us government why you need to protect yourself. But if you're a criminal, uh, go on, go on. No, no need to do jail time. And just let the criminals go. It's unbelievable, folks. We have got it so backwards in this country right now. Uh, now let's expand to seven days. The last seven days in New York City, 50 people shot in 46 different incidents. That is a 250% surge from the same week one year ago. The same week from 2020, fast forward to today, to the last seven days, 250% increase in crime. That is the last seven days. 50 people shot in New York City. But have you heard BLM say, when are we going to disarm the criminals? No. Have you heard a march of BLM because uh, there were some of the victims were black? No. Have you heard the Democrats? Has Maxine Waters, Mrs. Own Peach, Maxine Waters, Mrs. Own Peach 45, Miss Maxine Waters, you got to get to the streets. You got to get more violent. You got to push back. You got to do this. Oh, man, I don't even want to go there. But has Maxine Waters gone to the streets of New York and demanded to to disarm the criminals? Has she demanded that these criminals pay the price for their black victims? Nope. You haven't heard that at all, folks. You haven't heard it at all. What what are you hearing? What are you hearing from Maxine and the Democrats? They want to defund the police. Oh, and then when they get pushback, um, excuse me, excuse me, it's reimagine policing. Folks, reimagine policing is a Marxist way of saying we're going to defund the police. And then that is the Marxist Democrat way of saying we're, we want to federalize police. Make no mistake, when the Democrats talk about defunding police and abolishing police departments because you're hearing them say it, uh, they don't mean that there will be no police force. What they want is a federalized police force. Folks, I have seen federalized, a federalized police force in the country of Mexico. It doesn't work. It's awful to do. It's terrible. Terrible. But that is what your Democrat Party wants. And I am telling you, folks, you mark down what I'm saying to you today. It will not be long before the Democrats are out in the open are saying that we need a federalized police force. The Democrat Party who says, President Trump, you're, you're militarizing the police force, which he was doing no such thing. 
But take a look to today. Go look at what's not being reported. Joe Biden is militarizing police forces all over this country as fast as he can. And what the Democrats want is to federalize policing. They want to control policing. In your community, they want to control it from D.C. Picture that, folks. Think about it. Does that make sense to you? Instead of having community policing controlled by you, the citizen, in your neighborhood, it'll be controlled by morons like Maxine Waters in Washington, D.C. That's what they want, folks. That Don't doubt me for a second. It will not be long before the veil comes off and some Democrat, either on purpose or by mistake, will, will in public say that it's time to federalize the police. Folks, look, I don't know why you would doubt me. The Democrat Party shows you what they're going to do and what they want to do. They show you every day. They want to federalize health care. They want to federalize transportation. They want to federalize, federalize the gas industry. They want to federalize uh, food. Everything they do, they want to federalize. They want all the power in the all-powerful central government that is D.C. That's what they want, folks. Uh, I hope you're paying attention because we still have time to stop it. We, we really do. We really have time to stop it. Um, but, folks, I'm telling you, if we don't turn it around, it's, we're going to get to the point where it's going to be too late. We are. Um, my awesome listener, uh, one of my awesome listeners up in New York, he thinks we are. He thinks it is too late. But I don't think it is too late yet, folks. But um, let me stay on New York for a minute with another story. Um, boy, uh, we might have to do a segment with Mock the Shock next week uh, or the week after next. Um, what do you think happens when Democrat politicians go after the police force, when they when they demonize police officers, when when politicians and corporations jump in bed with a Marxist organization like BLM and they get behind Democrats to, to call for defunding police or reimagining policing? What do you think police officers are going to do? Well, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to retire. They're going to go away. But make no mistake, Democrats know this. Democrats want to abolish current policing. And if they can't do it legislatively, they're just going to try to force police to retire. Well, you know what's happening in New York? Cops are retiring. Uh, they're getting the heck out of New York City. More than 5,300 NYPD officers retired or turned in their resignations to leave in 2020. That's a 75% increase over 2019. You know, 2019, you had normal. I'm getting uh, at this age, I'm going to retire. But in 2020, you had a 75% increase. You had over 5,300 NYPD officers who retired or turned in their resignations. That means some of those officers are leaving New York and they're coming to Georgia or Florida or Tennessee or Texas or Alabama or Arkansas or South Dakota. And they're going to go to where police are welcomed. But they're going to leave the Democrat cities, folks. And who is it going to hurt, folks? I said this before. Democrat policies hurt the poor the most. The middle class and the poor are hurt the most by Democrat policies. And you're seeing it every day if you just open your eyes. 
So I'm telling you folks, that's, that's what's coming. That, that's what's coming. So let me, let me touch on this before we get to the end of the show, which we're coming up very rapidly. Um, let me talk a little bit about the census data. The census data that came out. Now, this is some good news. This is why I said all hope is not lost. Or this is why I say all hope is not lost because there's some good news. The census data that is out or in, I should say, um, the state of Texas is going to gain two house seats. That's a good thing. Uh, the state of Florida is going to gain a house seat. That's a good thing. New York is going to lose a seat, uh, one or two seats. California is going to lose a seat. That is a good thing, folks. It's a good, good. It's great news, actually. Um, because when, when New York loses a house seat, when California, folks, California hasn't lost a house seat since they became a state, since their statehood. This is how dire the situation has become. This is how many people are leaving California. Uh, the state that has probably the best weather on the planet. But people are leaving. They're leaving in droves. So California is losing a house seat. That is a wonderful thing. New York is losing another house seat. Uh, Florida is gaining a seat. Texas is gaining two seats. So this is a good thing, folks, because this starts to change the map. So the House of Representatives are going to get more, uh, more than likely, they're more, they're going to get more conservative members. They're going to flip the House in 2022. And not only though, not only when you start changing seats, when, when California loses a seat, New York loses a seat, and Texas gains a seat, this starts to change the Electoral College, folks. So you're going to have California's going to lose an electoral college vote. New York's going to lose an electoral college vote. I, I, you got to pay attention to this stuff, folks. The founding fathers were absolutely brilliant when they created the electoral college. I mean, it's amazing, folks. So now things are changing. So there, that is good news going into 2022, going into 2024. This is great news, folks. Great news. And the Democrats, boy, they've got their panties in a wad because they are freaking out. Because people are moving to free states. And it's a shame that we've referred to certain states in the United States as a free state. Uh, but that's what's happening, folks. That's what's happening. So, all right, folks, I'll do a little bit more on the, on the, on this, um, census data and the, and the seats that people are gaining. Uh, Colorado's gaining a seat. Montana's gaining a seat. We'll get into that a little bit more of that later. So, okay, folks, thanks so much for listening. That's all I've got for today. Make sure you tune in next week for the On Point with Victor show. All right, folks, goodbye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.